The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nations, bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and I trust that uh, that you're definitely not happy. The Dallas Cowboys falling to the Green Bay Packers 31-28. to Before we keep going, a reminder that our official postgame show is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our Dallas Cowboys, who we still love. Do not get it mixed up, all right? We still love uh, the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein. Biltong 32. And each meat stick has 8 grams of protein. If it's good enough for the Cowboys, it's got to be good enough for you too. Righteous Felon uses locally sourced all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use code DTB15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Trust me, get the Nelson Mandela flavor. You will love it. Uh, it will hopefully help make what just happened uh, all the less painful. This is, once again, our post-game show, and you drive the show, your comments. We're going to get to our stock report. I'm merely your puppet. Uh, I'm going to go as you tell me. Uh, we have a lot of uh, commiserating to do. We have a lot of venting to do. Uh, we have a lot of uh, sorting to do. So uh, let's go ahead and get to the comments. First of all, it is a family show. I understand we're all a little bit upset here, but if you want your comment up on the screen, uh, please keep it uh, a little bit more polite uh, than than maybe what be you know ho- uh, hovering over your fingertips. Uh, ha- Astro Joe says, "I like the World Series hat. At least we have that. Yes, the Houston Astros did win the World Series last week, but it came at a price uh, for our Dallas Cowboys. Apparently, uh, we do have a poll question going up. If you are watching us live." Uh, on YouTube, you would not be watching it live anywhere else. You can, of course, catch the rewatch. And if you are catching the rewatch or listening to the podcast, you're not seeing the poll question. But the question is, who do you blame? Uh, Orlando says the entire coaching staff. Um, Nicholas says Kellen Moore rubbed the, uh, I think you mean run the rock, my man. Uh, rock the darn rock. Again, I think you mean uh, run. Uh, Diesel 80 says stock down. Me, RJ Ochoa, take on Dak as a quarterback. I don't think we need to make any sort of grandiose um, leaps here. Dak's still a very good quarterback, but this was a rough loss for him and a lot of other people um, as well. Rodrigo says, I hate Green Bay and Rodgers so much. It's unreal. Let's kind of get to this. Let's just kind of start. All right. And I have a root beer because I'm in a bad mood. And so that helps me out. Um I'm pissed. I'm I'm so pissed. I'm pissed off because this was supposed to be different. This was not supposed to be the same thing. This was not supposed to be the Cowboys facing the big, bad, mighty Green Bay Packers and their big, bad, mighty quarterback Aaron Rodgers. This Packers team stinks. This Packers team is terrible. This Packers team, in case you are unaware, came into this game on a five game losing streak meanwhile the dallas cowboys our dallas cowboys were coming off of their bye week yes i know there was all sorts of emotion mike mccarthy the return aaron Rodgers, blah 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 you know what cowboys overcome it i don't care in fact if you watch or listen to our shows here at blogging the boys i talked i wouldn't say a lot of crap but i talked pretty optimistically because i chose to believe in the cowboys i chose to not be afraid of aaron Rodgers. i chose to not be afraid of lambeau field and the story traditions and all that crap because this This team was better than that. And more than that, this Packers team, the one that just beat us, is worse than that. And so it's so 
frustrating for the Cowboys to not only lose this game, but to breathe life into the Packers. I mean, all this coming week, the Packers play on Thursday night football. I promise you, Amazon's broadcast is going to be, I tell you, those Packers, they really dug in. They got a big time win. They shocked the world. They beat Mike McCarthy and all the emotions and the return blah, 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 it will be annoying. And it will be annoying because the Packers earned it. And more specifically, it will be annoying because the Cowboys earned it. They had every opportunity. They were up by 14 points in this game, and they lost. How is that possible? How can you tell us, how can we tell people that you're an elite team? I still believe this is a very good team, but you cannot be this team and lack a killer instinct. You have to go bury the Packers. Prove to everyone that that all of this is just talk, that all of this is just narrative, that this isn't Aaron Rodgers of old, that this isn't the Green Bay Packers of old, that you are here. It's your time. This is a changing of the guard. Go out and execute it. But they didn't. They played down to their competition. They got run all over. They couldn't get things done consistently on offense. Congratulations to CeeDee Lamb for waking up. We have a lot to get to with him. But it was the same sort of issues rearing their ugly head. And so the Cowboys have given life to the Green Bay Packers. They have given life to Aaron Rodgers, and that is so annoying. Tyler, thank you for the super chat. Says McCarthy was too interested in visiting monuments to his former greatness. He should have prepared better and controlled his emotions, poor decisions. I do think that that is a bit of a um, of an overstatement. Um, I certainly think that Mike McCarthy was prepared, but I think that makes your point worse. I think that the Cowboys were prepared um, and lost. I think that they did a poor job of taking two weeks to prepare for a team that had lost five games in a row. I know people like to take their laps and say the Packers lost to the Jets, the Packers lost, whatever. We can acknowledge that the Jets are not the worst team in the NFL. The Packers lost to the Lions, though. Last week, Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions. Last week, we sit here and we tout this mighty secondary, this mighty defense. They could not force any turnovers. Obviously, they did have the, the forced fumble, the sack. That was awesome. But turnovers by way of the air, it was so frustrating to watch brian think of it the super chat says this loss is on the defense hands down i'm willing to put a majority of the loss on the defense but i don't think that the offense should be excused we will get there carlos says why can't we figure this rogers thing out every time they find a way to beat us jj doesn't own us rogers does i hate to disagree or i can't disagree with you carlos i really cannot aaron Rodgers owns us he lives in our heads rent free take whatever room you want aaron it's yours i mean how how can we sit here we we sat here and we pointed and we laughed and we scoffed and we were having fun we were dancing on the graves of the green bay packers they suck they're terrible they're three and six we're six and two life is great we were sitting up here on mount pius clinking toasting having fun at their expense and they just bodied us i mean it is such a frustrating experience vance thank you for the super chat uh says first off hope the families well thank you fans that was very nice <laughs> who do we blame uh for the offense being so off the page to start i don't know what to make of cd to be honest all right i think that there's we, we say often here that multiple things can be true right so we don't have to pick one person i know that's the poll question but we don't have to pick one person and say that person and that person alone is at fault, right? It can be multiple people and it can be multiple truths in that you're mentioning CD in your comment. I don't know what to make of him. CD can be part of the problem just because CD woke up in the second half or the second, you know, final three quarters, I guess overtime a little bit, you, we can talk about the, the final play, the third down play that is, um, I mean, doesn't excuse him. CD has had consistency issues all, I was going to say season long, but throughout his career and people sit here and they say, well, he had Cooper Rush throwing in the ball. We've seen DeAndre Hopkins ball out in Houston with who at quarterback? We've seen Justin Jefferson get it done with Kirk Cousins. I believe in Kirk, but a lot of people don't. We have seen so many wide receivers get it done despite the quarterback. We've seen them do it week in, week out. We have not seen that from CeeDee Lamb. Good for him in terms of waking up and getting things done. But those issues at the beginning of the game, those cost us. Those issues disappearing from parts of the game, those are costly. And so I blame CeeDee Lamb at parts for obviously this offense struggling. I blame Dak Prescott. I blame, you know, <laughs> I, I blame Kellen Moore. And if you think and I'm not uh, picking you here, Vance, but if you, general you, think that the Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard argument or conversation or whatever is annoying, man, wait till this coming conversation all week long on a national level is going to be Zeke Elliott wasn't in this game. The Cowboys needed to run the ball. They couldn't get it done. They have to ice the game. They need to wear down the team. As Zeke, as the, the defense gets weaker, Zeke gets stronger. I love Zeke. This isn't meant to, to be said with any ill will towards him, but these Silly little things now have life because of the way the Cowboys played. Uh, Mikey Montano, everybody give Mikey a congratulations. Just became a father very recently. Congratulations to you and the family, Mikey. Hope all is well. Thank you for the super chats as we are so screwed next week against the Vikings. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a really tough couple of weeks for the Cowboys uh, coming up next. Uh, it's a really, really 
really bad scene right now. Big Red TLC. Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Always um, making sure we're not missing anything in terms of post-game comments. But Big Red TLC says, not a good day for rookies. Bland got burned twice. Tolbert off. Oh, my gosh. We'll talk about the Tolbert thing. Hendershot, bad penalty and no catches. Ferguson, no catches. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say anything really about Jake Ferguson. I don't, I don't, I mean, Jake Ferguson's not on the list, so to speak. Fine. If you want to put Peyton Hendershot there, Deron Blaine, this was something, and I am in no way taking a victory lap over Deron Blaine, not playing well, but think about it. All right. You're a smart Cowboys fan, not just you, big red TLC, but everybody, right? There were a lot of people who said, man, I don't care that Jordan Lewis got hurt. We got Deron Blaine and I'm not doing the like told you so thing, but a big conversation around here at blogging the boys, at least on our shows, on our roundtables, was like, don't just assume that you're going to get this like great play from Deron Bland all of the time. This team misses Jordan Lewis. We sit here, we talk about Odo Beckham Jr., how they need him. They need help at corner too. I mean, Anthony Brown got hurt in this game. We'll see what his status is. A lot of people have been calling for Kelvin Joseph to play more, and I don't know why, but this was a rough game on Deron Bland. I have no idea what happened with Jalen Tolbert, and I feel badly because Jalen Tolbert, I don't know, I don't feel like he's had the most fair shake or shot or whatever he obviously hasn't played so you can sit here and you can kind of talk yourself in circles right be like well how how can you get on to Jalen Tolbert for the mistake when he hasn't had the opportunities but this is going to get our, our show started stock down Jalen Tolbert dude how are you lining up we have a bot in here uh I think uh let me get this bot out of here uh got it how can you line up offsides on offense in gen like how is that possible how how are you lining up offsides and i think i speak for everybody um who you know the average fan right like anybody who was watching this i think i speak for all of us and saying we were all watching it like dude you're offsides back up right like we all kind of saw that and then after the play happens after tony pollard picks up a first down and not to get into momentum and that is a discussion but the cowboys are kind of moving things are looking good in overtime after they have fallen apart in the fourth quarter after all that happens, you, we all saw the flag. We all knew, well, duh, Jalen Tober was lined up off sides. How does that happen? And so we can sit here and we can talk in circles, right? We can say, well, it's really hard to blame Jalen for this because he hasn't had a lot of experience in game. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, now we get it, right? Now it's, I mean, not that now is like the revelation, but this is why. This is why you can't get on the field, Jalen Tolbert. This is why the coaching staff does not feel comfortable putting you on the field. And I blame the coaching staff for that too. I mean, how can you put somebody who by your own admission you can't totally trust on the field in such a critical moment and in the coaching staff's defense again to keep talking around in circles you can't necessarily expect somebody to make that kind of mistake right like you know maybe you you understand like you know tyler smith as this is a bad example but he he might commit a holding penalty right like he's kind of known for that whatever we but that's part of the natural give and take of an nfl game of a football game right you, it's very fair to not expect jalen tobert to line up offsides on offense as a wide receiver that is the worst penalty that anybody affiliated with the Cowboys has committed this season. And I will make the declaration that no penalty will outdo it. But somehow this way or somehow some way the team always manages to find a way. Carlos, think of the super chat says on critical downs. The defense couldn't stop. What? Seriously, dude. Um, how are we going to stop Jefferson if we can't stop a rookie? Not just a rookie, Carlos. All right. Christian Watson was terrible, right? Like Christian Watson was one of the worst rookies in the NFL this season. And all of a sudden he plays the Cowboys and poof, magic elixir, baby, polyjuice potion. He turns into somebody else and he's balling all over the team. I mean, I saw Dave Hellman, a Fox Sports friend of the show, tweeted out he doubled his production on the season in this game, which isn't saying a lot, but says about how the Cowboys could not handle him. Oxnard Fur Bible, I think that's how this is pronounced, as Paper Tigers. Hard to disagree. And we're, that's what I'm saying. We're all going to have to take some lumps this week, people. We're all going to have to hear some crap. It's going to be annoying. But those arguments, those insults, those comments, whatever you want to call them, those are hard to disagree with tonight. Watsamata, thank you for the super chat. Says, when did Dak start flicking the ball with only elbow power, not shoulder and body? I bet he did that 10 times today. Really lazy game from Dak Prescott in that sense. And, and this is like, you know, I, I tweeted about CD and his struggles early in the first half, and then CD starts going off, right? And so people are coming to me in my mentions like, well, look at look at him now. How Are you watching the same game? Again, this was a, a Jekyll and Hyde game for a lot of players on the Cowboys. I thought Dak played well. So you can't say, like, Dak sucked or Dak was terrible for the whole game, but he certainly had poor moments. I mean, he had inexcusable moments. People talked about, obviously, the second interception being on CeeDee Lamb. The facts are Dak Prescott cannot turn the ball over the way he did. I mean, it was a really frustrating thing for the Cowboys to generate that turnover so close to the end zone and then for Dak Prescott effectively 
to turn the ball over. Really, really frustrating game for Dak, um, especially coming off of the Chicago performance. I think we all knew that that wasn't necessarily sustainable. But, man, it was just a, um, a really, really, really tough scene for Dak Prescott. Let's keep going. Uh, a lot of you are very pissed off in your comments, rightly so. I cannot believe, again, the Jalen Tolbert thing. How is that possible? How is that possible? Um, it's... It's difficult. Astro Joe says, I miss the good old days of Cooper and the basic offense. And here's the thing. Now we're sitting here lamenting about Jalen Tolbert. And I would take Amari Cooper back. Would would you? Like, we all would. We would all take Amari Cooper back, right? But obviously, like, water under the bridge, blah, blah, blah. And Jacoby Brissett had the comment that the Cleveland Plain Dealer wrote about over the weekend that he didn't understand how the Cowboys traded him. It was really crazy, blah, blah, blah. That is the one thing, that position. And I don't know that if the Cowboys have Amari Cooper, they win this game. But, man, they have so much egg on their face. And so, right now, they need Odell Beckham Jr. They absolutely do. They have to go get Odell Beckham Jr. It is um, it is a tough, tough situation. Kenneth Cook says, um, OBJ. Shogren says, I take Amari over Lamb. Um, I think we all believe in C.D. Lamb, right? He certainly has potential. Um, let's see. Um, reading stuff. Um making sure nothing happened here again uh, on Twitter. Uh, I have a question, actually, uh, for everyone here. Apparently, Mike McCarthy said something about the offsides penalty. That's what's caught my attention. Apparently, my, does anybody have a tweet right now? Apparently, Mike McCarthy said something about the uh, about Jalen Tolbert lining up offsides. We do this live after every single game. Um, and so making sure – I'm trying to find this quote – um, let's see. Uh, nope, this is, uh, I don't see anything. I'm, I'm making sure you guys don't help me out. Uh, it would be nice if somebody helped me out here, but, um, Mike said, uh, was frustrated. This is a tweet from Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com said, obviously I'm very, 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 these are Patrick's, uh, tweet has the words very capitalized. So very, very, very frustrated. I've got no explanation. I don't understand. Uh, so that might be um, Mike McCarthy's explanation uh, for um, for the, the penalties at the very um, end here. He added, very disappointed for the players. I think they played well enough to win. I disagree. I really Here we go. Uh, after the, This is a tweet from Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News. After offside penalty, Cowboys wide receiver Jalen Tolbert told Mike McCarthy he checked with the judge just as wide receivers do throughout a game, and it was still called. Disappointing for ruling to be made at that time, McCarthy said. Disappointed for his players. Um, all right. So let's, this is, let's, let's, I don't want to take us off to too many tangents, but I finally found this. All right. This is my question. And I know we have a lot of comments flying in. This is my question. Do, and you can answer it however you want. Do you accept this, this rationale, this logic, this explanation, whatever you want to call it? Do you accept this? Again, this is a tweet from Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News. I obviously haven't listened to Mike McCarthy say these words myself because we're here now. Talking about the offside penalty on Jalen Tolbert at the end of the game in overtime. The tweet again from Gelkin reads, uh, after the offside penalty, Jalen Tolbert told McCarthy that he checked with the judge, just as receivers do throughout a game, and it was still called. Disappointing for the ruling to be made at that time, McCarthy said. So do we do we believe, Jalen? Like, where, where do you fall? I would I would love to hear your thoughts, because this is my favorite part about our postgame show, that we're all in the moment. We're all here together. We're all experiencing it. It's live in that sense. Do we believe, Jalen? Are we, are we satisfied with that answer? Because you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like blaming the officials. That sounds like exactly what was wrong with the end of last season. Oh, the officials. Oh, man. Oh, the, the quarterback draw. Like, no, that's on you, dude. You got to know. Like, it, you can't tell me you blame the official, you know, or that like that that's on the official. That's on you, Jalen Tolbert. You can't look off at the official. You have to look on at the ball. Um, let's see here. Uh, your comments finally coming in here. Andrew, uh, with a good question, um, <laughs> says, why is Tolbert even in the game? on a design run. That's why Andrew is because it's a design run. We all sit here, right? Like we've all watched football long enough to be like, Oh, well they got Noah Brown as the only receiver in the game. Like they're clearly running the ball. That's it. It might as well. Jalen Tolbert might be, might as well be a neon sign that screams. Tony Pollard's getting this ball. Loco Texas says no way. Sounds like a manager blaming someone where you cannot get any confirmation. Agreed. Mark says excuses. Wide receiver 101. Look down the line. Joseph says no, it's an excuse. Iso Skiles, I hope I'm saying that right, says excuses. He was offsides. Nardo says Tolbert was offsides. Kevin says RJ Tolbert lied. Watch the play. He never pointed towards the ref, which is what you do when you get the check. I have not watched it back yet, obviously, at this point in time. Darius says I don't believe Jalen. Just more excuses. Um, 
Joey is the only person so far that uh, has sided with Jalen says you can tell on TV that he was checking with the side judge. Now, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson even talked about Jalen's clearly looking off at something. He's clearly looking at the official or in the officials area for something um, that that's at least what we saw in the moment. Um, but I, I'm really not inclined, Joey. I'm sorry to give Jalen this benefit of the doubt. Big Red says he was six inches over the line. Uh, D-Day 2 says the offsides penalty would have gotten the ball to the 37. Tolbert brought it back to the Dallas 49 after. Um, Caleb says, I mean, if he did check and it still got called, it sucks, but it really doesn't make sense at all. I agree. I mean, I guess, like, even if you... I, I, even if you checked right and the official like what what did the official say like was there a conversation like did you say oh am i offside and the official said nah bro you're good and then threw the flag like that's just so impossible to believe and that that i don't want to jump to a conclusion um but man that that almost makes it worse like th- this sounds like an excuse like just say i was offside i mean johnny boy says wide receivers are coached to check with a line judge of course everyone else could see he was offside Again, I have just a, a difficult time believing this. Joe says, why even give Tobert in the, oh, have Tobert in the game? Agreed. Um, let's see here. Um, Justified says his whole body was across the line. I, I, and I agree with Zach. Zach says, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but after all those years playing receiver, you've got to know. When you consider the totality of the situation, and not just the moment, right? Like, not just how glaringly offsides he was. But when you consider that he has not been able to get on the field, when you consider that the Cowboys have proven by having him be a healthy scratch as often as they have, that they cannot trust him, when you consider that, and I know that's unfair with regards to this game and this moment, but when you consider all of that, I mean, I think the benefit of the doubt is evaporated here. And that's why I, I don't love Jalen saying that personally. Uh, John, uh, with some humble pie for us, is why are we surprised we lost Darren Rodgers? Um, it's tough. Um, it's tough. Zachary says he was clearly look at, looking at the official, but it's still his fault. That's the thing, like, even if you were, even if that's true, I mean, it's still, like, unacceptable. Doxon7 says he can't even admit to his own mistake, SMH. Um, Now, always being that guy, we do need somebody to be this person to bring this up. So thank you, always being that guy, for being that guy. That PI was terrible, though. I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but I'm going to springboard into this conversation. This is what I was going to ask before I saw the Tolbert quote. Do we think that there should have been a flag thrown on CD lamb or as, as in CD lamb deserved a flag um, to, for his benefit, obviously on third down in overtime before the fourth down. Um, do we think that CD lamb was owed that penalty? Brian, thank you for the super chat says RJ watch it again. He checked with the official, took a half step back and the ball was snapped. The half step wasn't enough and he was still offside. That's, Again, fine, you check with the official, but you're still off. You cannot be that far off. I mean, if if this was like a uh, an inch, right? If we're talking about a, a you know a, an index card's worth of offsides, and I'm I'm way more inclined to to roll with this, but I'm just have such a difficult time, you know, lumping this up to some sort of excuse. That is on Jalen Tolbert and on everybody else. Uh, pick like a pro, by the way, says I told my nine year old son Tolbert is offsides. He said, Yeah, why is he standing there? Your nine year old is a genius. All right, so I asked the question. Um, do we think that CD deserved a flag? Easy, says RJ. Hope you're okay. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm good. Let me get a sip of, uh, of root beer because it's been a lot of talking so far. So, all right. Um, and you know what? You know why else I'm, I'm great? We made chili in my house today. The cold weather is finally here, so I'm looking forward to a bowl of chili. All right, Christopher Summers, yes. Kevin says yes. Um, Easy says no. We're talking about did CD deserve a flag? Uh, again, to his benefit. Brian says yes. Watsamata, yes, 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 yes. Terrible non-call. Um, logical fan says, yes, he hugged him talking about the defender, not anybody else. Obviously, um, easy says, no, stop making excuses. TD for MVP 2K says no question. Uh, Mitchell green says they had just called it on us earlier. Um, loco says, yes, defensive player was on it. Um, so I'd say about 90% of you say yes. I think I probably think yes. Um, again, obviously haven't watched it again at this point in time, but I really am going to be so down and upset if this is about if if McCarthy I have not seen all of his post game quotes but if there is any sort of blaming of this you know what dude I mean like fine even if a hundred percent of us think that there was a deserving penalty on that play they blew a 14 point lead they blew a 14 point lead to what was literally one of the worst teams in the NFL 
to literally one of the worst offenses in the NFL while supposedly having one of the best defenses in the NFL. I don't care if, if the defender literally threw a blanket over CD, like, like you know, a, a costume and just like trapped him and literally closed his arms in. You blew a 14-point lead. Do not sit here and tell – and I'm not blaming you guys, but blaming the Cowboys if they said right? Like, do not sit here and tell us, oh, man, if that penalty had been called, no. If you had gotten it done, oh, man, well, you know, Jalen checked with the side judge. No, you did not get it done. The Cowboys are still a very good team. They're still going to be a playoff team. They still have all their goals in front of them. But none of it changes the fact that they – failed at Lambeau Field. And that's what's really, really, really frustrating. Shogren says they wanted to win this from McCarthy. LOL, they must hit coach. I think that's a joke. I hope it's a joke. Um, one, uh, one point slash JG26 underscore J-Dog. Mouthful, but I got it done. Says they lost to Aaron Rodgers. He is simply a better quarterback than Dak. I mean, um, I have a hard time agreeing with that today. But yeah, I mean, Dak played poorly for a lot of this game. Aaron, I don't think Aaron Rodgers did anything well. I, I mean, if you want to sit here and um, and and crown, you know, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, fine. I mean, I don't, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers, like he had the awesome touchdown to Christian Watson. You want to crown Christian Watson, fine. I don't think Aaron Rodgers did a lot to to beat the Cowboys. Um, so that's um that's tough. Diesel eighty says you make it sound like we are better than Green Bay. We are. The Cowboys are. The Cowboys are a better team than the Green Bay Packers. They are, which is why this is so frustrating. You cannot. Ab- I mean, I recognize how stupid this sounds in this moment, but you cannot sit here and say that the, the Packers are a better team than the Cowboys. They beat them, which is super frustrating and really, 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 really frustrating. But the Cowboys blew this game. The Packers didn't win this game. The Cowboys blew this game. The Cowboys should have won this game going away. I mean, they should have. It's insane that they did not. It was a total team collapse i agree with logical fans is that aaron Rodgers played mistake free i think he played relatively mistake free again he did fumble so you cannot say he played mistake free um but i agree mostly with uh where did this go here uh i, I hope i'm pronouncing right davian james hope i'm, I'm right here uh it says aaron Rodgers made the throw when his teams needed it dak couldn't i wouldn't say that dak couldn't but i would say that aaron Rodgers came up when it had to happen and and dak did not i mean that's that's tough that's a tough situation it's a tough pill to swallow people it's tough pill to swallow uh let's get to uh some more stock ups and stock downs uh it's a shame cowboys wasted an amazing performance from demarcus lawrence i mean just an absolutely incredible performance from demarcus lawrence he doesn't get sacks blah blah demarcus lawrence is one of the best players on this team i don't know why nobody wants to respect him um man tough scene tough scene that they lost this game this was the best game that demarcus lawrence has played all season long and the cowboys wasted it uh, really tough, really tough day. I would also offer a stock up to Dalton Schultz. This was maybe the best Dalton Schultz game of the year. Again, which is really frustrating, right? He came up, he had some clutch catches, some clutch third downs, things like that. Had the touchdown, obviously. Um, so, you know, big kudos to Dalton Schultz. I thought Terrence Steele had some fine moments. Again, you know, you know, I put this together as the game's going along. So I thought he was great stock up for Sam Williams as well. I thought Sam uh, yeah, had the sack was awesome. Again, we're seeing him come along and stock up to Luke Gifford. I thought Luke Gifford had a great game on special teams. Uh, just again, some performances that were wasted by the team stock down. Um, you know what I was going to do? All right. I was going to give CD lamb a stock up and a stock down. I was going to cheat a little bit here because CD did kind of show up, but I think we have to give CD lamb. We'll come back to this conversation. We have to settle on stock down because it wasn't enough. It, 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 it wasn't enough. I mean, and that's tough. That's a tough scene. Well, how can you say that RJ had a hundred yard, had the first hundred yard game for a receiver this season? It wasn't enough. I mean, it, it wasn't enough. You lost the game because you couldn't get it done on offense at the very end. I mean, that's CD lamb is a part of that. And that's, um, that's a tough scene. Tough, tough pill to swallow. Uh, Brian, thank you for the super chat. His McCarthy was aggressive throughout the game. The call to go, the call to go for it in overtime was fine. The players couldn't back it up, smelling themselves too much. Uh, Brian has inspired uh, a new question for us. All right. So let's get to this. I have a feeling we're going to have some people all over the map here. Did you like the decision to go for it on fourth down in overtime? That's the question. Did you like the decision? Yes. Yes means I loved it. I'm fine with it. I was cool with it. Whatever. I liked the decision. I signed off on the decision. No says, what are you doing, dude? You got to kick the field goal. What are you doing? You got to kick that field goal. You got to live to fight another down. You got to live for another series. You go up by three points. You take the points. You go play defense, even though your defense has played poorly. All right. Um, so let's see here. Your answers. Uh, logical fan said yes before you asked. Thank you, Logical, for knowing what I was going to ask. Uh, Andrew says no. Ted says, can we get a Russell Wilson impression? If uh, anybody's watching or listening, I do a fantastic Russell Wilson impression. But it really only comes out on the NFC East mixtape, which is going to suck this week. 
That show drops on Wednesdays here on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel and Podcast Network. I promise you I will do a Russell Wilson impression on the show with Brandon. Joe says yes. Um, let's see here. Um, Miguel Ramirez says we can't stop the run. Uh, Vinny says, I agree. Good to go for an overtime. Aaron Burr, sir, says, not, no, it's a terrible decision. Yes from Edward. Yes from Watsamata. Yes from Fiji Boy. No in capital letters from King Trill. Yes from Chris Aguero. Juanita says, no, with some exclamation points. Um, Jay Moses says, yes. Uh, it's a short slice. Says we needed to kick the field goal, we would be up and would have Packers have to tie it at least. Aaron says, no, take the field goal. Burn uh, 1686 says, yes. You get the idea. People are all over the map here. Um, uh, Tyler, gave, thank you for the super chat. Says no with five O's. Thank you once again for the super chat. Uh, Rick uh, says absolutely stupid decision. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge—that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell the nose that you're wrong, but I think you're wrong. All right, like I'm not sitting here like you're wrong, but I think you're wrong. I love the decision. I I love it. I I love look, we lost. All right. And I say we because this is our team. We lost today. It sucks. I'm pissed. I'm sad. It's frustrating. It's gonna be a long week. I'm scared of the Minnesota Vikings. All these emotions. That being said, I love the decision. I do not mean to say that just because Mike McCarthy is a better head coach than Jason Garrett means that all is hunky dory, but this is what we wanted Mike McCarthy for when he was hired, you know, almost three years ago at this point in time. This is what we wanted. We want a dude who will put his chips in the middle and say, hit me. And he lost. He, he lost. We lost. They lost, right? They lost. And that sucks. But I love that decision. I love going down swinging. I love that. I respect that. It did not work. And that sucks. But the results don't mean that the process was flawed. And you know what? You know who's a coward? I mean, Mike McCarthy's clearly not a coward. You know who's a coward? Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur is a big time coward. When the Packers scored to tie it up, all right, when, when it was 28, you know, 21 and the Packers scored, Matt LaFleur should have gone for two there. If we're just talking about like coaching decisions or whatever, if that had been the Cowboys and they had been down by 14 points and they were three and six and they needed something, they needed anything, and they were dominating the Cowboys def- or the other team defensively and they scored. You have to go for two. And he didn't. And his cowardice was almost something that burned him because the Cowboys won the ball to start overtime. That cowardice almost burned Matt LaFleur. And whatever. I mean, it's it's frustrating because all of this stuff sounds stupid because the Cowboys lost. And to Big Matt, uh, big Matey Boy One's point, I believe Matt LaFleur won the game. Again, the results don't mean the process was perfect. But I love the decision to go for two. It's tough. Uh, Mark says, RJ, what if this was a playoff game? Does your opinion change? I feel even stronger in, in my conviction if it's a playoff game. If, if it's a playoff game and you're on the road, you're here to win. You're here to win. Like, you're not here for tomorrow. You're not playing for another down. You're, I mean, and if I believe in this fundamentally, right? Like, whoever your team is, right? Like, right now, I've got Sunday Night Football on in the background. How did the Chargers score? Does anybody know it's 7-3 to three Chargers um, at the moment? The 49ers just kicked um, a field goal, but... Um, if I'm the Chargers, if I'm the Niners, if I'm the Jets, if I'm the Jaguars, if I'm uh, the Giants, if I'm the Panthers, whoever I am, I would have absolutely gone for it. At that point in the game, I would have absolutely gone for it, especially when, and then when you factor in the context of, you know, the Cowboys defense is getting worked, right? I would have done it. I would have gone it. I would have done it. I would have absolutely gone for it. I love that McCarthy went for it. 
It sucks that they did not um, get it done. Greg says Herbert to Carter. Greg, thank you for letting us know. I hope everybody benefited from that in your fantasy team. BJ Kids 2 TV, BJ Kids TV Gaming says, I'm depressed. Man, I'm depressed too. This sucks. This really sucks. Um, I'm going to read you all a tweet that is going to hurt. ESPN Stats and Info just tweeted this out. My, um, you might have seen this. Um, Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau is spoiled in overtime. Entering today's game, the Cowboys were 180 and 0, meaning they had won 180 games and lost zero all time when leading by 14 points through three quarters, including the playoffs. They were 195 and 0 all time. You take a 14 point lead to the fourth quarter and you got a star on your helmet. You are literally basically going to win 200 out of 200 times. I realize I'm. Rounding up here. Um, and then you lost. I mean, like, you lost. It sucks. It sucks. Caden Evans says, we suck. Um, yeah. Uh, King Trill, I agree with this. Dallas had this game and blew it. And this is the difference. All right. Like, I know that we're all mad, right? We're all mad and we all think the lowest and the least of this team you know, as, as we have in some time, I would honestly argue that this is, and we have some Eagles fans. I don't know if you've seen this in the chat. If you're with us live, we have some Eagles fans that are here because they're obsessed with us. They're obsessed with the Cowboys. They hide their Cowboys fandom behind their Eagles fandom. Um, so, you know, we live rent free in their brains, the way that Aaron Rodgers owns us. Don't worry, everybody. We own the Eagles that way, but, um, I would argue that we were not that upset. And I, you know, I just can tell you my experience from the chat, you know, that, that night that the Cowboys lost in Philadelphia, by the way, my Houston Astros earned a world championship of the city of Philadelphia. I did that for you, Cowboys Nation. All right. Forever. Forever the city of Philadelphia will feel sports sadness because of my team. I hope if you're an Astros fan that you share that sentiment. But anyway, I don't think that we felt this way after the after the Eagles lost because we all understood, right? Like, well, it was Cooper Rush. Right? No offense to Cooper Rush, but we all understood that there was a, a natural kind of ceiling on on the Cowboys ability that night, right? So we all kind of had like gone into this measured level of expectation, right? Like, man, it will be awesome to win and it will suck if, if, if they lose, but you know, um, Kevin, by the way, says your Astros cost us this loss. Um, I have no idea what to um, say to that, but, um, Stroh's won. That's all that matters. But anyway, you know, does that make sense? Like, you know, we were, we were upset, but you know, I'd say like on a one to 10 scale, we were like an eight out of 10 after the Philly loss, because we understood we can't be a 10 out of 10, right? This wasn't a fair fight. This, you know what I mean? Like this wasn't the best version of our team going up against them. So like, of course they lost, right? Like it's, it's not the, the most frustrating thing in the world in that sense. So I would argue, I would posit, I would suggest that this is the most frustrated that we have been um, since the opener. By the way, Patrick says, I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm here because I actually enjoy your content. Not one of those other toxic Eagles fans. Everybody give a round of applause for Patrick. All right, let's, let's, let's try to, to get some more people like Patrick in this world. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Um, I wish you health, wealth, and happiness, but pure and utter sports misery. I think you can understand that. Um, so you get what I'm saying? Like we, this, this is the most frustrated that we've been, you know, all season in, in that respect. Like since this team has proven to be very good, which we did not expect after the opener, obviously, this is the most frustrated that we have been. Uh, Anthony, thank you for the super chat, says, just logged on. Head coach needs to accept responsibility. Players should know routes after Oxnard. We need to overpay Odell Beckham Jr. to get over here ASAP. I'm cool with all that. I'm cool with uh, with all those comments. By the way, um, Patrick, you got a lot of comments and um, you know applauses from our uh, our viewers. So thank you, Patrick, for for proving that there are some respectable Eagles fans. Um, although Fly Parks, I think Fly Parks is a different Eagles fan. Uh, <laughs> said Patrick, shut up. I'm glad we're all cool here. Let's all be cool. Um, look. It is a frustrating thing. Um, we talked about stock ups. I flew through the stock ups because nobody wants to hear stock up right now, right? Like nobody, nobody wants to hype people up. Um, stock down, Kelvin Joseph. Anybody opposed to this? I have. I, so I write this article every week at bloggingtheboys.com, and I have Anthony Brown listed there. We can kind of talk about this. We can kind of. This is one stock down. Um, I feel bad putting Anthony Brown on there because he got hurt, right? Like, I don't want to kick a guy when he's down, right? Like, hey, you know, you're hurt and you played badly. But um, Kelvin Joseph on the stock down list. Um, you could argue he was the victim of a perfect throw from uh, Aaron Rodgers, like Sean Lee in the playoff game. Oh, man. Um, it's um, it's tough. Caleb says Kelvin Joseph stunk out there. My, I think you mean my gosh. Um, James says boss man fat has been a wasted pick. Look, I don't want to sit here and act like the Cowboys are just a terribly ran team that they suck. They don't do anything right. But second round pick last year, Kelvin Joseph. 
One of their third-round picks last year, Nation Wright. Can't get on the field. One of their third-round picks, Chauncey Golson. Not really helping them out all too much right now. I mean, we have to admit that they're maybe not that great on day two, right? And let's remember that when we get down to draft season. Christopher, I hope it's Negron. Hope I'm getting that correct. Says, Eagles fan here, not trying to troll. Genuinely puzzled why Dallas didn't run the ball on the last third down. They were gashing Green Bay. All right, I like this question. And again, round of applause for Christopher uh, Negron. Again, hopefully, um, you know, I'm correct here uh, for bringing this up. Because like we said, like we already had the conversation about, we, you know, some of us were cool with the Cowboys going for it on fourth down. Some of you upset. Here's the thing. To Christopher's point, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, because if you know you're going to go for it on third down, we all sat here and said that it was it was P.I., whatever, we're upset, blah, 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 uh, about the non-call on the play with C.D. Lamb, right? If you know that you're going to go for it on fourth down, then what are you doing on on third down, right? If you know, and and again, I I don't know that I'm, I'm getting my point across clearly. We're talking about in overtime on third down, the Cowboys chose to throw. Dak threw it to Ceedee Lamb. My dog's uh, shaking. My dog's name is Bear, so he's had a tough day too. I make that joke all the time for anybody who who watches a lot. Um, thank you, Bear, for making noise during the live show. But anyway, it's third down. Cowboys throw to Ceedee Lamb. You can argue there's pi. They don't call it. They decide to go for it. The bad play happens. Dak can't get the barely gets the pass off. Whatever. Packers take over. Go win the game. But if you know, Bear, chill out. Be cool. There's a couch in here, and he's scratching and getting comfy. If you know that you are going to go for it on that ensuing fourth down, right? It's third down, and you are telling yourself, all right, we don't get this third down. We're going to go for it on fourth down, right? Like, worst case scenario, we don't pick up any yards. We're just going to go for it on fourth down. If you know, then run the ball. If you know that if you know it's a two-down situation, you don't need it all right there. You don't need it all on third down because you know that you are going for it on fourth down you absolutely should have run the ball. Thank you, Christopher, for steering us in this direction. Zach says, would have loved a draw call. Draws were working all night. Totally agreed. Absolutely agreed. 100% agreed. Um, Caleb says, falls back on the play calling. When something inconvenient happens to the offense, I feel like Kellen Moore just falls apart. It's a difficult thing to um, to prove to be false. Gigi says, emotional decision, ma'am. Oh, man. Thank you for clarifying, Gigi. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Um Let's see. Kevin says, I don't think they knew they were going for it on fourth down. Kevin, if that's true, then that's a failure. All right. If, if that's true for a, a coach, a head coach and a, an offensive coordinator and a staff in general that touts itself on some analytically based thinking. Yeah, it's not even analytics. Like you have to know you have to know you have to follow the play card, right? Like or not play card, but there's a card. There's a sequence. There's an understanding of, of there's X amount of time left. There's, you know, Y situations, whatever the card calls to go for it. This has to be a predetermined thing. You have to know at that point in time, you have to know on that third down what's going to happen. What if we lose yards? What if we pick up, you know, fewer than the first down? What if we don't pick up any yards? You have to know the answer to that. So if you don't know that you're going for it on fourth down, you have already failed. That's my uh, position on that, at least. Um, let's see. Joey says they would have run it if Zeke was active. I told y'all that, that this was going to be a thing, um, over the course of the week. So that is a big failure. I think I do have a question that this has inspired BJ kids, uh, TV gaming says Kellen is not good. I'm going to ask y'all this question. Um, let's see. Caleb says 100% agree with Kevin. Doesn't make sense why they did what they did in that situation. I agree with you all in saying that I, I agree that that's literally what happened, right? I, I, I think that that's what I think. I think that they did not know they were going to go for it on third down. And that is a failure. That cannot be the case. You have to know on that third down that you're going to go for it. So that is a failure in and of itself. Um, Carlos brought up the stat about being 195 and 0, 195 and 0 when leading by 14. Um, thank you, Carlos, for the super chat and for hurting us um, deeply in our Corazon. All right. So I'm about to take a swig of my root beer. But I want to ask you all. Which member of the coaching staff? We're talking top-level coaches. So we'll talk all three coordinators. I'll include John Fossil here. So we're talking Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, John Fossil, and Mike McCarthy. Those are your four options. Who do you, instead of saying who do you want gone, that's a little bit mean, right? We don't want to verbalize it that way. We don't want to word it that way. Who do you trust the least? Of those four, of the core four, I, Joseph uh, Cologne says, Dan Quinn, I think you were thinking which one you trust the most. I'm talking, which one do you trust the least? Your answers, let's party. All right, let's see here. Um, comments coming in. Bear's coming back in. He went and got some water. Uh, one point slash JG26 underscore J-Dog says, Fossil. I don't know why. John Fossil's, you know, had some bad times, but, you know, this has been a great season for John Fossil. I would say... 
95% of you um, say Kellen Moore. Mark says Kellen by a long shot. I know this is a rough day to sit here and defend Mike McCarthy because he lost at Lambeau, Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. I do think that Mike has earned some benefit of the doubt. I think that Mike has earned some cash with with, with Cowboys fans. I think a lot of Cowboys fans are kind of – like a lot of Cowboys fans, I'm, I'm somebody who believes in Mike McCarthy, but I think people who are not as, as convicted in that statement as me probably believe something like, look, I don't have a problem with McCarthy. He's fine. I'm cool. We've got to get rid of Kellen Moore. That's how I think a lot of Cowboys fans feel. Brian says, no excuse for blowing a 20-14 to 14 lead. Agree with you, totally. Um, a lot of you said more. Kevin says, Mike, because he doesn't make Kellen do things that make sense. I understand that to a degree, like from a leadership perspective, but that ultimately falls on Kellen. Caleb says, Kellen, he's proved time and time again that he doesn't prep well and doesn't adjust well. The adjustment part is what's important. Joseph, oh, man, this is a great question. And I don't know that everybody's ready for this. All right, let's let me... You know, make sure I'm I'm ready for this because I'm about to ask a question. Joseph's comment says, last two games, I trust Dan Quinn the least. The question, just yes or no answers. Have you lost some faith in Dan Quinn? All right, now some can mean whatever you want it to mean. Some can mean 1%, right? Some can be like, okay, maybe I, you know, I don't feel like 100% trustworthy in Dan Quinn anymore. I'm at like 99%. Has some of the Dan Quinn shine faded and the last two weeks I mean the last two games obviously Dallas on by last week the the game against the Bears Cowboys got run all over and and I think today kind of made us feel a little bit better about that in a weird way Justin Fields and the Bears obviously been running a ton um so you, you're, you know like there's there's a give and take right like we're all willing to say well they're clearly a great run team but you're supposed to be a great defense right like that you know there's this you know constant balance that's kind of happening um let's see here uh so again the question is have you lost some some being any bit of measurement faith in Dan Quinn uh, Jay Moses says some, yes. Astro Joe says, yeah. Calvin, uh, kind of thinking out loud says, I think so. King Trill says, yes, we can't stop the run. David. Yes. Uh, justified. Yes. Um, let's see here. Um, Joseph says the league figured out Dan Quinn's defense. I don't know that I would agree with that, but I do think that teams are, are now unafraid of Micah Parsons, or at least feel more confident in, in, you know, you know, attacking Micah Parsons and the rest of the Cowboys defense. Uh, Scott says, yes, two weeks to stop the run. Uh, think tank gallery says no. Carlos says no, absolutely not. He's still the most competent coach on the staff. He can be the most competent coach on the staff in your opinion with you also having lost some bit of tangible faith. Um, so, you know, that's fair. Uh, Brian says yes. Some in the run defense. Um, let's see. Richard says, yes, Dan Quinn has fallen off the pedestal. That might be the best way to put it. I think a lot of people had really crowned him and maybe they're just like, he's just a good defensive coordinator. Now Patrick is back says from an outsider's perspective, the get rid of Dak talk is silly. Here we go. A lot of people, we haven't really talked about Dak this way. Okay. We'll get off Dan Quinn. We'll talk about this. I like this. Patrick says from an outsider's perspective, the get rid of Dak talk is just silly. He was hurt and is still an upper echelon quarterback in the NFL. 20 plus other teams would take Dak for multiple first-round picks and be happy. Interesting comment. Interesting. Okay, we'll come, to, we'll come back to Dak in a moment here. Watson Modest says Green Bay's last four possessions. 69-yard touchdown, nice. 89-yard touchdown, 9-yard punt, 55-yard field goal for the win. This is a Dan Quinn failure. Here's what I think, and then we'll get to the Dak thing. I think that there are a lot – the, the, like – in general, in life, we want to confirm our priors, right? Like we all want to say like, I was right. I told you, I called it right. Whatever. And I think there are a lot of Cowboys fans who refuse to believe that anybody other than Dan Quinn could be leading the team, right? Like there's no way that any coach is any kind of good except for Dan Quinn. Oh, Dan Quinn's getting him. Oh, defense. Oh, McCarthy sucks. Oh, Kellen sucks. They just stand around Dan Quinn's. And it's the same sort of thing that happens when, when any coach yells, right? Well, Chris Richard, he yells at them. Oh, watch it. Chris Richard, he puts on cleats. Oh, Jeff Saturday, he gave a big old speech this past week, and now that means he's a great coach, although he did get a win. I don't know how you can feel confident in Josh McDaniels after that, but whatever. That's a different discussion. I do think that there was a pedestal that Dan Quinn was placed on. Some of it, rightfully so, but, I mean, they blew a 28-14 to 14 lead. They, they scored 28 points and lost. I mean, you cannot say that Dan Quinn is infallible after that. So that's a great point. Thank you for the super chat, Watson. Madam. All right, let's get the Dak comment back up here because there are a lot of people upset with Dak, right? Dak sucks. Dak stinks. Dak threw terrible interceptions. He did. He did throw terrible interceptions. You can sit here and obviously talk about the second one was on CD Lamb, whatever. Um, now, Aaron Burr says, literally all Cowboys media is Dak fanboys. No, here's the thing. We like Dak because he is a very good quarterback. And 
there is, because of the team he plays for and the uniform that he wears, this ridiculous expectation of him that he's going to be perfect. To be very clear here, he had some really bad moments. I mean, you know, and I haven't watched the game a second time, but there was the play early on where Dak threw it away, or excuse me, where he ran out of bounds instead of throwing away. There were a lot of comments about how Zach Martin was downfield, whatever. There are some silly little things that Dak does. He's not a perfect quarterback. He's not a top five quarterback right now. He is like the seventh best quarterback, though, at worst. He is one of the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you don't understand that you have an unfair expectation, Patrick here, our voice of reason says you're not taking into account other options. Where are you going to find a quarterback that gives you better play at the draft? Good luck. Always a maybe. Mark says Dak needs to figure out a better way to get on the same page with his receivers. That's all. That's fair. Um, however, um, what was, and this is not like a Dak excuse, but like what receivers does he have? Like CeeDee Lamb played well, but we all understand that, you know, CD has some moments of his of inconsistency. Um, let's see here. Um, Johnny Boy says the get rid of Dak talk is crazy. Um, SB says Dak is a mid-level quarterback at best. Again, this is just a little bit silly in my personal opinion. Uh, Ryu Ray King, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, says, bro, I'd legit take Geno Smith over Dak Prescott. Geno is playing very well. Um, obviously, the Seahawks lost today, but this is also – I mean – Gino's had an incredible year. I mean, I don't want to take away from Gino because he's a cool story, but I would not take Gino Smith over Dak. Um, let's see here. Um, there was a uh, another comment I wanted to get to. Um, Nick says Tua is better. Yeah, right now Tua is awesome. Nope, but nobody believed in Tua. I mean, and I'm not saying like, well, you can't, you know, get rid of somebody because you don't believe in them. To be fair, it's silly to say it's stupid to get rid of, or it's silly to say get rid of Dak. But the whole world was out on Tua. The whole world said, "What's Miami doing? Why are they running it back with Tua? Tua's been awesome. I mean, right? Like so." I, I think it's silly, and this is a conversation and an argument that you can never have with people because people aren't fair, people are irrational, people have ridiculous expectations. But there, there's a special club of quarterbacks that don't take heat in, in the national media. And to be fair, or, or to be honest, I um, I do another show that comes out on Mondays on the SB Nation NFL show. It's another podcast. Go subscribe there. We talk about the whole NFL, if that isn't obvious. And something I'm planning on talking about tomorrow, the Minnesota Vikings beat the, the Buffalo Bills on Sunday afternoon. It's an awesome game, right? I know it, ups, it upset a lot of you because it went to overtime and costed you time watching the Cowboys. Josh Allen was terrible in that game. Josh Allen was awful in that game. Josh Allen with the Bills up by 10 points through an interception in the end zone that Patrick Peterson picked off. Josh Allen fumbled the snap at the goal line, which gave life to the Vikings and allowed that game to partly allowed that game to go to overtime. Josh Allen threw the interception that lost the Bills that game in overtime. If that had been Dak, obviously it would have been crazy. If that had been Kirk Cousins, if, if, if that had been the other quarterback in that game, if that had been Kirk Cousins, he would have gotten destroyed. He would have been, you know, like, you know, all sorts of crucified for losing because he's Kirk Cousins. Josh Allen, and I love Josh Allen, huge Josh Allen fan. Um, if you listen to anything I do, I'm a big believer in the Bills. But let's be fair. Josh Allen played terribly. Kirk Cousins played well. Dak Prescott was both on, on, on Sunday afternoon against the Packers. Watsamata says Dak is a great quarterback. Great leader, a terrible game. Y'all just chill a little bit. Also, no way, OBJ, LOL. You almost had me, Watsamata. This team needs um, OBJ in the worst way. It sucks. Uh, Aaron Burr says Josh Allen has been bad the last two weeks. Yeah, but nobody wants to say, like, again, Josh Allen's one of those quarterbacks, and nobody, and he's an amazing quarterback, but he's one of those players that just doesn't get criticized for whatever reason, and maybe it's the market he plays in. The Buffalo Bills, not exactly the, the center of attention that the Dallas Cowboys are, um, so it just kind of is uh, what it is. Um, Let's see here. Ken, Kevin says Josh Allen did cost him that game too. Two things can be true. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, but nobody gives the two things can be true point to Dak Prescott. It's just Dak sucks. Dak's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see here. Um, one point slash JJ26 underscore JDoc. I get that every time. It says, let's not panic just yet as if the season is over. The Bills are six and three just like us. Cousins will throw us some picks. Book it. I hope so. Jason, uh, thank you for the super chat. Says that Rush is four and one. With wins over the Giants and Bengals, Dak is 2-2 two and two with wins over the Lions and Bears. Same receivers and O-line quarterback controversy. Jason, I love you. I am so grateful for the super chat. There is not a controversy. All right? There isn't. Don't do that, please. Um, wow. Um, I cannot believe that the Cowboys lost. And part of what I'm upset about, all right, is the narrative, all right? Now, 
We do a show every week here at Blogging the Boys on Tuesdays. We stream it live on our YouTube channel. A lot of you are there and hang out with us. Uh, it's at 7 p.m. Central every Tuesday. It's our roundtable. And last week on our roundtable, I was the only person who was of the mindset that the Cowboys were going to drag this Packers team. Everybody else said, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm scared of Aaron Rodgers. Like, right? I'm, you know, this, this is a guy who's haunted us. This, this is a guy who's, who's really, you know, really hurt us in the past. I, think, you know, he, I, I can never count out Aaron Rodgers. To Ted's point in our chat says, I, I can. Rodgers owns Dallas, right? I was unafraid. And, you know, whatever. It was stupid. It was wrong, obviously. But you know why I was unafraid? Because you have to reach that point. I think you have to reach that point in, in sports or whatever you want to call it. You have to become that confident. It, it has to become not a game or a competition. It has to become a decision. You, Dallas Cowboys, have to decide we're getting on this plane. We're going up to Green Bay. We're going to end them. We are going to completely obliterate them and leave no doubt. Yeah, it's for McCarthy, but it's for us. It's for everyone. It's for Dez. It's for Romo. It's for Sean Lee. It's for Byron Jones. It's for everybody. It's for the players on the team. Now we're going to go up and we're going to end them. I think you have to have that killer instinct. And what's upsetting is the Dallas Cowboys did not have that. The Dallas, You know what the Cowboys played like today? And I don't want to be like, I don't want to be upset like this team sucks. That's not the point. This team played like like a team who who had some who had nothing to lose right or uh, not nothing to lose who had something to lose rather this team played like well we don't need this game right like we're, we're going to be a playoff team anyway that's true you are going to be a playoff team anyway but like what is up with that what what is it where is the the lion is always hungry mentality right like you cannot play like that team you cannot play like well we we can we can drop one right like we're good like, right whatever we're, we're 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 on the 18th hole you know Par wins, right? Like we don't we don't need a birdie. No, go for the green. Like, what are you doing? Like this, that's how they played. They played complacent. They played chill. They took their foot off the gas when they were up 20 to 14, and they blew it against the team that owns them. It is frustrating that they are owned by the same team and the same quarterback. And we have nothing. We like we have nothing. There is no logical argument against that. There's none. And that is very, very bothersome. Um and this team had an opportunity to end that. You go up there to Lambeau Field, pro football's holiest cathedral, as I referred to it earlier this week, and you obliterate them, you you leave no doubt, then it's yours. Then anything you want can be done. But you, if you walk in, like soft is not the right word, but if you walk in chill, right, like, oh, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll just have the grilled chicken and um, – in the asparagus and a baked potato, but the butter on the side. No, we're here for the meat. All right. We're here for the filet mignon, the porterhouse. We want it all. I want the mac and cheese with the truffle and all the stuff mixed in. And I, I want it. I want my fries. I want the chili cheese fries. Fry it all up. I want all of it. I am not here to conserve. I am not here to punt. I am not here to live for another day. It has to happen on this day because this is the most important day. And that is really frustrating that they did not have that instinct within them today against the Green Bay Packers. And if you can't, like, I don't mean to say this the way it sounds because it sounds exaggerated. And I don't, I don't mean to, like, say this team sucks or anything like that. But if you can't get up for the team, let me, let me back up. And I know we have some Eagles fans in here. And I, I'm not saying what I'm saying or what I'm about to say in a disrespectful way. I joked earlier. I meant it, but, you know, that the Cowboys are the big brothers of the Philadelphia Eagles. The way the Eagles played that week, and again, you know, Cooper Rush, whatever, but they they wanted it, right? Like, the, the Eagles were not going to let that game in without without winning, right? And what did they do after? They talked a lot of crap, and it was frustrating and annoying, and it's still frustrating and annoying, but they won, right? Winners get to write history, and right now, you don't get to write anything. Right now, you have to listen. You have to wait. You have to just accept what everybody writes on behalf of you. And this team did not play that way on Sunday afternoon at Lambeau Field. And that's frustrating because the Eagles, they partly got up. And I know Nick Sirianni denied it. This was my point. They partly got up because they said, this is the Cowboys. This is the Cowboys. This is the, this is the team. This is America's team. It's Dallas week, whatever. This is the moment. We're not going to miss in this moment. And so my question is, for the Cowboys, if you can't get up for the, the team who owns you, in their house, when when their back is all the way against the wall, if you can't get up for Mike, Mike McCarthy was wrongfully fired, right? I mean, 
whatever. It was time for him to go. But still, like, the winners write the history. Aaron Rodgers, the, the Fox reported, Tom Rinaldi reported during the game that Aaron Rodgers feels like the, the relationship with them and the fallout has been misunderstood. No, it hasn't been misunderstood. It's been completely and totally understood because it was written the way Aaron Rodgers wanted to write it. And you know what happens when you lose these games? You allow those people to write the story. And the Cowboys gave the Packers that chance. They gave them that opportunity and that's a really frustrating thing so if you can't get up for the opportunity to go grab the pen write the book write the story write the history what are you going to get up for right like if you cannot get up for this what are you going to get up for i mean you know it's it's tough it's tough loss to take johnny boy says mark it down washington wins tomorrow that would be really fun but also um frustrating <laughs> just um just because of, uh, of uh, the way this went Chris says, talk to the talk. I agree that the Eagles, that's in the example here, the Eagles talk the talk and then walk the walk against the Cowboys. The Cowboys did not walk the walk. Um, Mark says, our fire went out, need someone to light it up. Um, it's it's a really frustrating thing. It's really, really, really frustrating thing. Um, let's see. Uh, Surf Cape Cods is not a matter of getting up. We just can't stop the runner speedy receivers. I mean, well, find a way. That's your job, right? Like, and I hate to like say it that simplistically, but you got to find a way. You have to find a way. Loco says Parsons calling Rogers a roach was a bad karma. I don't think that that was said that poorly. Like, I I think the I actually think it was kind of a compliment that, that he called them a roach because you have to end them, right? But you you didn't you didn't end them. You know what the Cowboys did? The Cowboys are in a scary movie right now, and they knocked the bad guy out and just walked away and left the sword on the ground. And in a little bit, we're, you know, in, in a month, we're going to be sitting here like, dude, they picked the sword up. They're, they're alive. Like, they're here. Now we got to run away from the guy with the sword. That's what they did. <sighs> uh, Tony Pollard, this is a tweet from friend of the show, Bobby Belt uh, from 105.3 The Fan. Tony Pollard on the lack of a pass interference call on third and three in overtime. We talked about this, right? Bear, chill out, dude. Uh, Tony's quote, playing for the Cowboys, those times. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, I'm going to set this up because I got upset. Fan of the show, Bobby Bell from 105 Through the Fan on Twitter, Bobby Bell TX. Tony Pollard on the lack of a pass interference call on third and three in overtime. Tony's quote, playing for the Cowboys, those type of calls we normally don't get on our side. So it's expected. We just have to be better. Dude. What, like what, that is so disappointing. First, we talked about, here on the, and this happens live, so this is happening in real time. First, we talked about Jalen Tolbert comes out and says, well, I check with the line judge. I check with the line judge. And then he called me offside. So um, really, it's not my fault. It's him. He's out to get me because I'm, I'm on the Cowboys. I wear the star. So the official hates me. And now here comes Tony Pollard saying, well, you know, we play for the Cowboys, and so no official is going to give us the call. No, no, that's so lame, Tony. That's so lame, Jalen. You cannot say you cannot blame officials. This is this is really not cool. You cannot sit here and blame officials for losing. What a poor moment! What a poor moment to sit here and be like, well, you know. We play for the Cowboys, so, I mean, what can you do? Everybody hates us, and a lot of you are saying it's true. No, it's not. The NFL, Roger Goodell, like, nobody has this grand, you know, like, vendetta against the Cowboys. That's not true. What's true, the thing you don't want to admit is true, is that they got beat and that they lost. I mean, it's, you know, like that, that's, you know, I, I'm not a fan of that line myself. Um, so, hey, it is what it is. Um, now, Kevin says, I remember someone giving the refs a stock down last game. There can be poor calls, and there can be poor calls missed. We talked about Micah Parsons not getting calls, right, like about being held. Those are glaringly obvious things. We all, like, I'm fine with Tony Pollard. To be very clear here, I'm fine if Tony comes out and be like, I think it's pass interference. I can't believe he didn't, he didn't call a penalty there. That's textbook pass interference. But to sit here and say, well, it's because we're the Cowboys, that's the mistake to me. To sit here and be like, well, you know, we're, we're never going to get the calls. Right? Like, we're, no, this has nothing to do with you. Like, that, that's not who you are. Like, you're not, you're not like, you don't, you don't live in the heads rent free or you don't live rent free in the heads of these people like that. Like, that's what's silly to me is to blame the uniform uh, for, for not getting a call. You didn't get the call. I'm fine with it. Complain about it. Say it's unfair. 
but do not sit here and say that it's about being the Cowboys. That's not cool to me. Um, whatever. Uh, the 49ers look really bad, which uh, is keeping the Cowboys wildcard hopes alive, which is a good thing. We will have a lot to talk about all week long. Yeah, bloggingtheboys.com. All right, it's all going to be okay. Cowboys are going to be back. It'll be fine. You know, still going to be a playoff team. I know today sucks, but I hope um, I hope whatever you ate for dinner was delicious. And I hope whatever you eat for breakfast tomorrow is equally. In fact, I hope it's more delicious tomorrow. My name is RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa on TikTok at RJ.Ochoa because somebody took that username and I was very upset about it. Uh, you can send me an email, RJ.Ochoa at SBNation.com. By the way, Johnny Boy uh, says, uh, I, I wanted to get to this comment before we left. Um, I did not have him in the show, but I will write about this uh, as far as stock up. Malik Davis, kid played well and might be writing the end for Zeke. We'll, we'll see about that. We'll talk about that when that time comes. But Malik Davis played very well. Absolutely stock up for him. Um, Joseph adding on Tony Pollard. RJ, he said it's to be expected. We have to be better. We have to be better is the point. I'm fine with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine if Tony's quote is you can't expect to get those calls, right? Like if, if that's the line, right? Like, hey, you know, you can't count on the calls, you know, fine. That's fine. But to, to say like, oh, well, we're the Cowboys. And so like everybody hates us, right? Like, you know, America's team, baby. Like, no, that's that's where it's a, it's a little bit of a miss for me. Um, I hope you all have wonderful days. All right. We're going to make it through. Minnesota's going down. I love you all. Thanks for hanging out. Time for me to eat some chili. See you next time.